wants. Who do you think you are? A moment from Cadillac Jack, my second act, the Saturday show from Saturday, September 25th. People who are in your life every day that you really don't know. A new episode, a third episode of the week now hits the Cadillac Jack YouTube channel every Saturday evening, 6 o'clock Eastern. Welcome to episode 300. Coming up, a full report on Donna's first trip to Texas with stops in Dallas, Fort Worth, and Austin. In Austin, it was Harry Styles with Donna and our 16-year-old daughter, Charlotte. We'll wrap episode 300 with a lesson in kindness. Isaiah walks up to an older gentleman and he asks this question. How you doing? Oh, not too bad. How are you doing? I'm sorry to bother you. Um, oh. I've had a really, really rough day. I just wanted to see if you'd be willing to go to Disneyland with me today. Hundreds and thousands of likes and tens of thousands of shares later, the video is viral. And it's a teaching moment that just a simple act of reaching out to let a senior know they are remembered and valued can make a huge difference. This episode will introduce you to the young man who approached the 100-year-old veteran inviting him to Disneyland for the day. What's the story here? Was Disney involved? The answers to those questions and more coming up as we get underway right now. Episode 300. This is Cadillac Jack, my second act. My name is Cadillac Jack. I joined Atlanta Radio when I was 19 years old, put in a loyal 26 years Welcome to My Second Act. It's a podcast where we talk about things you're already talking about with your family, your friends, conversations about current events and pop culture, music, plus endearing and revealing stories about marriage, parenting, and personal growth. Big uh, milestone today, episode 300. Wow. I feel like we should have dancing girls or Bring something. They're, they're here. Come on in, ladies. Come on in. Come on, ladies, to the main stage. My name's Donna. I'm Caddy's wife. Um, okay. Have you ever had an awkward bathroom encounter? Just yesterday, as a matter of fact. Have you ever had someone like walk uh, in on you? Or, yeah, you know, men is different. You walk up to the urinal and and you just do your business and wash your hands and get out. Yeah, there's not a whole lot to it. Well, with women, it's different. You have to lock the door, and we're a little more private. We don't just like come out to some trough in the middle. Well, and we don't have a choice. Pull though. our pants down. You well, know? We, we don't have a choice though. You know? It it just really shows the elevation of women over men because like a man created that, like some big trough trowel thing, like a pigs and stuff eat out of like in the middle of a bathroom that men just walk into and pull their pants down i mean like women are so much more subdued like well, give what's us the alternate though what i mean what are we supposed to do go, I mean, in, it, go into your uh, why wouldn't you have stalls like women have that's a good who do you ask that though who, who do you ask that question i'm not familiar with the person well anyway did a little mini college tour thing for charlotte in texas and so was it tcu there was a little, you know, how they divide you into groups. And so there was a, a college student, a guy, who gave us the tour, did a great job. Um, but there was a woman who had, was like the head of all the tour guides. You know, she's head of the touring situation. So she came in and, you know, in the beginning did the 30-minute spiel on, you know, how much it costs. The heavy lifting. Yes, but how much money they give out and what your ACT has to be and blah, 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 and all that stuff had made eye contact with this woman. And then um, when we came back from the tour, Charlotte and I had a conversation with her about a couple of things. Fast forward. I ask her, where are the bathrooms? And she says, you know, down the little hall. So I go to the bathroom. So she knows where you're going. Yeah, well, I'm going to the bathroom. Yeah. Okay. So I go in and I'm in the bathroom and there's like three stalls. Okay. So I go into the bathroom and I lock the stall and I just have to 
P. I'm going to go number one. So this is nothing like nefarious. Not that number twos are nefarious, but anyway, you know, it's natural. I just had to go number one. So why am I even saying this? Anyway, so I am sitting there, you know, and you do a little scrolling because, you know, I've been on a tour now for an hour and a half and I'm like, who in the world needs me? Probably everyone. And all of a sudden I hear this clickety click and in she comes. And in she, in she comes, you say. <laughs> the admissions woman. I did not, evidently my lock didn't latch. And here I am sitting on the toilet. Scrolling. Face, scrolling face to face with this woman. And she's like, I'm so sorry. And I oh, said, oh, you again. I said, oh no, I'm sorry. I, I'm, I, must, I must have not latched. And meanwhile, she's now in my Toilet space. A lot of places. Your private space, your toilet space. Yes. Your face, your... All of it. So, woolly booger. Well, she's not at my woolly booger. So she's like, I am so sorry, you know. I gotta let the cat out. Hang on a second. Yeah. Yeah. Let's, let's go. Come on. When, when's he moving to Knoxville? I don't know. Okay. Where were we? So... Okay. So the woman walks in. You forget to latch. The woman... The, the, this is the admissions director. I don't know if she's a director, but she's like the wrangler of admission tours. Okay, fair enough. And, and so she she she's in your space. You know, I wish she was the admission director because then maybe she would feel bad and like they put some sort of star or something beside her. But anyway, so she's like, okay, uh, okay, I'll just go to another one. Uh, yeah, please, yeah, well, please, you know. So, so I come out of the I, I come out of there. I have had hand sanitizer in my purse. I'm, I don't even like stop by the sink, and I mean I manhandle Charlotte. I come around that corner like on two wheels, you know, coming in hot. And Charlotte's sitting in the chair, like, you know, they have it's like a lounge area drinking water. I said, let's go right now. Gotta go. Gotta go. And she's like, okay, mom. And I mean, I like lift her up by the arm because I, I do not want to run into this woman a third time when she comes out of the bathroom and reruns back into me. I'm hoping like she'll just forget the whole incident. Clearly I haven't, but okay. So then. There's more. As There's if more. that's not oh, enough wow. people. Okay, here we go. Buckle up. Yeah. If that's not enough. So I explained the whole thing to Charlotte. She goes, oh, my God, Mom. God, you got to lock the door. I said, I thought I did. You know how there's, like, you you think you latch the thing, but it just doesn't catch all the way or whatever. Okay, so then I am at the Dallas Love Airport, okay? She's there again? No. Oh, wow. So I go into the bathroom. She's got an air tracker on you. I go into the bathroom. I think I lock the door. You're probably very self-confident. You know, you, you, I, I, I swear. You're, you're aware. You're hyper aware. Well, I think I was for a while. And then, I, yeah, it just sort of went out the door. So I go in. I think I lock the door. And in comes this woman oh. who's a flight attendant for Southwest. And she's rolling her bag. And she's like, oh, my God, I'm so sorry. And I'm like, oh, my God. And this is what I say to her. I literally say, oh, my God. I can't believe I did it again. And she just looks at me like, what are you even talking about? Okay, well, woman? Had you latched or not? Clearly not. I, something is going on. So I, I've got to like now when I go in, I've, I've got to be, it's another OCD thing that I've got to put on my list. Or bring your own latch. I don't think you can bring your own sure bathroom you can. latch. Sure you can. You, you can create one. This is your opportunity to, we've been looking for that revenue stream. Create a bathroom stall latch in my spare on time. the go so i come back out and i go over to charlotte who's we're sitting in like the area because we're at the airport for, by the shirt again by, the, by her ears no i don't no i didn't but you know we're there for like two hours and so we're basically co-working now at dallas love so i come over to her and i said you're never gonna believe this she's like probably not because she too has been trained like yes, you we all have yeah and i said it happened again charlotte she's like what i said the door didn't latch 
The door didn't latch. She goes, Mom, do you want me to go in there with you and show you how to do this? I said, I know how to latch a bathroom door. Something in Dallas is different, or something in Texas is different. You know how they say everything's bigger in Texas? Well, the latches are bigger. Something's not right. I've never had this happen to me, and now to have it happen, and I'm not kidding, two times in the span of 24 hours. Two times. What is it? What is I, I it? Don't, I don't know what to say. I don't know what to say. But I would look into the creating some uh, some models or something, and, and like, not like busty models, but some clay models or something, you know, to create the prototype for the bathroom stall latch lock on the go. Everybody's here. Everybody was present, accounted for. Uh, Roscoe was very excited to see you guys. So excited. Uh, fudge. And, My and side of the bed smells cats. like a dog. I'm going to be honest. Well, with Roscoe you. slept with me. Yeah. So I, you were like cuddling him and doing all that stuff. Well, and... he was he was missing you, and he oh, was very right. despondent. And you and said it, you could hear some tummy rumbling. Yeah. Uh, what night was it? Monday night. Yes. Sounds like uh, when you go to like a uh, swirl world at racetrack. Okay. And you first yeah. open the uh, you know you first open the the spigot. And it kind of, it the takes lever. a while for the pressure, takes a while for the pressure to fill up and for it to change. Okay. When you hear that noise, that you was, need to get that dog outside as soon as that possible. That noise though was Roscoe. Yeah. That means Monday he's night. chewed something in the garage. Always comes back to me, doesn't it? He, he didn't, he didn't have the poopy loopies or anything, but I, he was just, was off a little bit. And so he just that, ha- well, he just misses me he, so that's, much. That's exactly what it is. And so that I said to him. That little zippy was on top one? of me. Is that the orange one? He slept yeah. on top of me last night. He was so excited to I opened the door for him three times and was like, you sure? You sure, buddy? Come on. It's your shot. But I, said, I had right. two people that reached out to me that said that there's something about that, that you, the, the animal that I love the most, you don't like the most. I've never liked him, though, and I've loved you for 20 years. Okay. So um, I said, Roscoe, you want to sleep with Daddy tonight? And Donna, he looked at me, and he turned around and walked right into the bedroom. Because for the past, what, six months or so, we've had a rule, and the dogs know it now. They're not even allowed to go in there. I changed the litter boxes. Fantastic. Checked the food several times for the cats, uh, water, and um, pretty uneventful here. Pretty basic stuff. It's good stuff, and, and I appreciate so that. Going, you know, Actually, no, I wasn't. I wasn't. I don't, if if you followed along before on the podcast, I had bought two tickets during the Southwest um, sale. Fire sale. Fire sale. And had planned to take Olivia to um, Cedar Point in Ohio because she loves um, amusement parks, and this was going to kind of be like a little last blast of summer before she went away to school. Well, I was turned down because she wanted to work, which is a great thing, and she had to go up early. So I'm with these tickets, and I'm like, what can I do? What can I do? And I had promised Charlotte a long time ago that if Harry Styles came through Atlanta, we would go see him because the last time he came through, she couldn't go because she was at um, Shark Top, this, you know, retreat that they go on at school. So happened to look, and he's playing in Austin, Texas. She is very interested in a couple schools in Texas. And so I thought, you know what, we'll just kind of put this together last minute, meld it all together. I've traveled a little bit with Olivia you were saying you haven't been on a plane and you don't know how long. I've uh, been five years probably. Yeah, so I've traveled a little bit post, you know, COVID. There has I'm fine. I've decided I'm fine with it, by the way. Yeah, there has to be a point where the, you know, COVID excuse just ends. I was going to do a Turo, which is, you know, where you rent someone's car, rent someone's Honda. But there was a huge parents weekend going on this weekend at a couple of the colleges in Dallas. So there were no Turo cars available. So I did a rental car. And it, it's just... You know, I couldn't help but think yesterday, we literally walked in the door at midnight and our flight left at five o'clock in the afternoon. Central. And, central. And time. I just give it to anybody who travels for a living. I kept looking around at all the airports at all the like men and women who are sitting there on laptops. And, you know, at one point I, we were kind of working, co-working, Charlotte and I, she was working on some stuff and I was in the big food court in Dallas and there's a guy sitting beside me and he's playing a game. He called one of his kids and he was playing a game with them like on the phone. 
And he was like, I got to go in a minute. I got to do some, you know, um, client calls. And I just, it almost made me like tear up because I just thought this is really like people think they want to travel for a living to get away from spouses and, you know, just have fun and be on the road. And, and it sounds fun. It does. But it's a lot of work. It's just a lot of work. And I mean, just between renting cars and getting on shuttles to rental car lots and keeping up with time changes, keeping up with time changes and flight delays and, you know, just all kinds of stuff and leaving. I left my laptop in the Dallas airport. You know, you're just you're just so scattered because you're you're trying to just get home and then to get home in Atlanta and sit in traffic on 285 from construction for literally two hours. I'm just like, wow. Really interesting, one interesting fact that came out, and I've shared on social media and gotten a lot of people that have written in, um, Texas public universities um, have a law that they have to reserve 90% of their seated slots for in-state students. Charlotte was very disappointed because one of the schools she was interested in is University of um, Texas, Austin, but so they only let in, they said 8%. And this was the most fascinating thing. They said the 8% that they let in get absolutely no financial aid because they don't have to give it to them. Um, so I just promptly took my stuff and threw it in the trash can. I just got to be honest with you. Um, he should have led with that, mm-hmm. as I told you. And I could have been over at well, out, Chipotle. Thin, thin the herd a little bit too. Yeah, I would have been at Chipotle and getting my t-shirt and out of the way. But it got me thinking that if every state, including the state we live in, Georgia, did that, what a game changer that would be for so many families and so many kids. Um because, as I told you, I think it's interesting that some of the brightest and best students are run out of state because, you know, they don't have really a home to go to because they don't want to go to the colleges that maybe would take them or whatever. I, I don't know. But I just think that that's a really fascinating thing. And I had a lot of people write in and say that there are a couple of other states like Virginia and I can't remember where else. I think maybe Florida. Um does the same thing. So Governor Kemp needs to get on this. I mean, you know, we're so dead set on, I thought about this later, we're so dead set on forgiving student loans and all that. How about the front end? How about the front end? Because if you think about it, there wouldn't be this much student debt if some of this could be resolved on the front end. The majority of student debt is for families, obviously, who can't afford school, but also probably kids who are going out of state for majors because they can't. There's just so many slots in state. And and it all comes back to finances, really. It doesn't matter if it's in-state, out-of-state. You know, it all comes back to what you can afford and and that type of thing. So these these kids who are trying to better themselves, and maybe their parents can't afford it, or the parents have said, listen, this is what we can do. And after that, we've I've had that conversation with our kids. You know, after that, if this is really important to you, you're going to have to get student loans. We might be able to help you. If you don't start paying your student loans until you graduate, or maybe Biden will help you, you know. I think there's a lot of conversations where parents are willing to take on a lot of debt for kids. Roll the dice. Yeah. But but if we would just solve the front end and make college available and affordable to everyone, really, because all of these kids should have a chance. The reason that those 90% slots are so important is they don't want these kids to go back to another state. They want them to stay in their home state and become doctors and researchers and game changers in their home state, you know, and what's wrong with that? If you think about it, you know, all the kids who maybe have to go out of state from Georgia, like I said to you, you know, um, Knoxville has a program at University of Tennessee where if you get loans for nursing, I've said this before, if you stay and you become a nurse in Tennessee for at least you give them two years, they forgive your loans. Guess what? You're not coming back to Georgia to be a nurse. So I just think it's so reverse thinking, you know, like solve it on the front end and help these kids get there. College loan bailout from Biden. We learned this week, 400 billion, that's with a B, $400 billion is the price tag. 
put that into perspective, a little context, because that number, when I read that, it didn't really mean, I knew that was a shit ton of money, but it didn't really mean anything to me until I read the next sentence. The dollar amount spent on COVID stimulus checks was $420 billion. So yeah. with a difference of $20 billion, which is, again, another shit ton of money. But think of, I mean, when you're in that, when you're in that amount of money, it just seems $20 like $20 billion really doesn't matter. You, yeah. you could almost say that those two were nearly equal. Uh, yeah. All right. The amount of money spent in the college student loan bailout and the COVID stimulus checks, yeah. checks, plural, that to me is mind blowing and numbing. The one thing that I found in going through all this college stuff, if you do have a kid who, and money's tight, money's tight for us, money's tight for everyone. If you do have a kid and you're like, I'm not going to look at any out of state schools because I can't afford it, can't afford it, can't afford it, you might be surprised. Because there is a lot of money out there. And I have found this through the process. And I know what you're saying. I don't qualify for federal money. We don't either. That's not what I'm talking about. There is a lot of money out there. And so if your kid really has a dream, a purpose, a something, I'm not telling you that you're going to be able to afford it because I'm not always sure I am. So you have to kind of just walk down the road. But it's really, really, um, I will say it's really important to know that if you've never looked out of state for any reason, and obviously you want to stay in state as much as you can, like we just talked about. But there is a lot of money out there. I was shocked sometimes at how much money. And, and, and that's how they start all these tours, which I think is interesting. It's like, how about just take the price? I, I want to raise my hand and just be like, could we just, instead of making us fill out 42 forms and, and all everybody this. Everybody getting $12,000, just take twelve grand off the, off the, the tuition price. price. It's kind of like buying a car, you know? Do we, is Charlotte going to look at any in-state schools at all? She is. We're actually going to Georgia in a couple of weeks. Thinking about all of our pot peeps in Florida. Yeah, we are getting pretty uh, hammered, so we're getting a little bit of an uh, increase in the wind speed. This is the wind, and the eye walls heading in here. Very much a, a visual, a visual thing there, but it's a video from uh, the Weather Channel. I, I think we're going to talk about this during Cadillac Jack, my second act, the Saturday show, this Saturday, episode three hundred and one. Uh, I think that it's time for the Weather Channel to maybe rethink the model of broadcasting live from the eye of hurricanes. I just think that uh, crowdsourcing video, more compelling than, than sending a crew into a city where the eye of a hurricane is about to strike. Now, the greatest reporters are social media. When these storms and things come, even if you're not a TikTok fan and you don't want to learn how to dance to, you know, Kid Cootie, um, you, you, it is really interesting to get on there. First-hand accounts. And see first-hand yeah. accounts, you know. It's incredible. A meme making the rounds right now says, uh, before the hurricane hits, y'all need to take pictures without makeup or filters. So if y'all come floating by, we know who the hell you are. Oh, God. Isn't that great? I love that. There's 2511 Roosevelt Highway in College Park and 1600 Browns Bridge Road in Gainesville. Ask for Donna. Held on to that sax note pretty long there, didn't I? I love that. That's uh, that's the Cadillac Jack and the Heart Attacks. That's the Heart Attacks right there, performing live during episode 300 of this podcast. And since episode one in January 2020, we've had the support uh, of Gallery Furniture. We've had the friendship of, of Donna and her family for, uh, I have for, for nearly 30 years. You grew up with Donna and her family in Smyrna. Yep. Which is a suburb of Atlanta and Cobb County, uh, north uh, northwest part of, uh, of Atlanta. Huge county, one of the biggest counties. Cobb, one of the biggest counties make up the entire metro Atlanta area. Donna's daddy. The Wolfman, legendary personality uh, in Atlanta, started this company, Gallery Furniture, nearly over 40 years ago. They remain in the same spot, 1600 Brownsbridge Road, Gainesville. If you're not from the Atlanta area, you may be familiar with 
the brand, Gallery Furniture, uh, from back in the 80s, early 90s, when Gallery Furniture had uh, commercials about every other uh, at-bat during the Braves games on uh, TBS, the Superstation. Braves were America's team. Um, and, and Ted Turner took uh, TBS nationwide, one of the first, not the first Superstation. Gallery Furniture advertised during the Braves games. Donna was then, uh, in the late 80s, how old were you, Donna? My Donna. Um, late 80s, I was, you know, 17. Middle school? No. Yeah, okay. Mm. But Donna's been starting these commercials since she was a little kid. Yes. Uh, she became a celebrity, in, you know, here in Atlanta as well. Legendary personalities, gallery furniture, ask for the Wolfman, ask for Donna. Legendary family-owned small business. And we're grateful and thankful for the friendship of Donna and everybody at Gallery Furniture, but also the support we get for this podcast from them. If you're looking for furniture for any home, uh, any room in your home, please at least reach out to Donna. She's there six days a week, some days seven days a week, some weeks eight days a week. She works as hard today as she did back in the 80s and 90s. She's at the Gainesville store, the mothership of Gallery Furniture. There's also a location in uh, College Park. At least reach out to Donna and let her entertain what you're looking for because you're going to get great furniture. A great value, great price. Yeah, and I know we have a lot of pod peeps that listen from other cities. And I wanted to um, tell you, we have a pod peep, Cindy, who um, listens in Tampa. And we're thinking about her because obviously that's under the watch. And she actually reached out to me um, on Instagram and said that she had heard us talking about gallery furniture and she needed a sectional. And so she sent... um, she sent a message up. She called up to Gallery, looked on Instagram. They kind of worked through, you know, on, we've said Gallery has great Instagram photos of, you know, product that they have out there. But anyway, she worked with the people at Gallery. I don't know if it was Donna or who she worked with, got a sectional and her sister lives here and went by and the sister and the husband picked up the, the um, sectional for, and they're driving it down to Tampa. And she's like, probably not this week, but I mean, you know, hopefully a week after. So if you're listening from out of state, don't think that you um, can't do it either. Obviously, if you need someone to pick it up, you can call Cadillac Jack. He will do that. He offers that service, freight, freight, freight. In his spare time. In his spare time. But even if you can't do that, um, I would assume, I'll talk, we got to confirm this with Donna, that they could ship it. or. Or you can, you know, swing by or, you know, if you're ever in the state and come by, it is worth a drive. So, um, you know, I, I say this all the time. People drive crazy places to go to outlet stores to furniture stores to you know it's it is not unheard of to go to a different city to get something if you want to save money so um do not count gallery out if you're also not listening in our area if you are local you can uh, swing by find it at gallery furniture today and uh, take it home today they also have a fleet of gallery furniture delivery trucks they'll deliver your bounty to your home as well gallery furniture on instagram the follow is at gallery furniture G-A. My second act is also brought to you by Ford. Built Ford Tough. The F-Series, the best-selling truck on the road by Brightmore Healthcare. And when you fly Delta, Atlanta's hometown airline, explore for 300 episodes of the My Second Act podcast. That's right, today, 300. uh, 300th episode. And explore three seasons of the My Second Act hype songs playlist when seated safely and comfortably, just engage the infotainment system. Hype songs on the playlist. Very diverse playlist on Spotify. Each season of this podcast has its own playlist, and what we do each episode is pick a song. You get two songs each episode added. Songs that we have uh, recently discovered, things that we have rediscovered, songs that we, um, you know, live cuts. Somebody's birthday, if uh, Jimmy Dean's turning 104 this week, maybe throw a Jimmy Dean song on there. Oh, is there a Jimmy Dean song? There's not. There's I love not, that. People, I had a couple of people reach out to me that were just super impressed with my um, Justin Moore imitation. 
I was. I listened back to that. That was very. That was, that was, that was decent. That was I thought it was pretty good. Very, yeah. Very good. All right, you're gonna add Mr. Harry Styles. You were with uh, Harry in Austin uh, Monday night of this week, and the song. Give you a little piece of it right here. The name of the song is Satellite. A lot of this music sounds the same. Stuff. Okay, that is Satellite. It's off his new album, Harry's House. Some of you probably are not Harry Styles fans, totally understand. Um, here's the thing. He is doing residency in different cities. So basically, he comes to a city and he camps out. And the cities that he picks are very interesting. Um, some of them would be surprising. Um, he has played Austin before. He is a huge Austin, Texas fan. Um, He played six night at the Moody's Arena, which is a brand new arena, beautiful arena in Austin, Texas. Um, Gabriel's, which is this amazing like jazz funk band opened for him. Um, 92% female audience. Um, I told you it kind of looked like a furry convention in a way because everybody dresses up. All Everybody has on boas. Everybody has on feathers. Everybody has on funky clothes and cowboy hats and a lot of pink cowboy hats, obviously, in Austin. Just so much fun. And that is the thing that even if you're not a Harry Styles fan, if you were to ever go see him live, you cannot not have fun. He's just quirky. You know, these dance moves he does just crack me up. He's wearing bell bottoms. He, he just has so much fun. Like, he's, he has so much fun, and he's so positive. I looked around the arena, and it's just a – I mean, this almost, like, makes me chuckle. It's a bunch of, like, girls that he's just, like – have confidence, be kind to each other. I don't know. It just really moved me because there were so many people with signs that said, I don't have a lot of friends, but you're my friend. I mean, it was just crazy, like the stuff that, you know, that people follow him for. I I am a huge Harry Styles fan. I I think almost like, here's the thing. I had on these like wedges and we were sitting in kind of, we had a good seat, but we were kind of, here again, we were up a little high. I I thought I was going to fall down. I mean, I danced so much. You, You were so high. In the seats, in 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 the cups, or I wasn't you high. Were worried about your wedge. I was worried about my fault. wedge. I wasn't high at all. I mean, I'm with my child. I had one one drink. She's like, "Mom, you know, my kids crack me up too because they know me." So we go by um, we go by this place, and it's like um, it was like a tequila bar. And Charles like, "Nope, that's not you." And then we go by this place, and it's like the Tito's bar. She's like, "There you go, mom. There you go. That's vodka, right? That's the vodka." Yeah. So I just had one vodka drink. But you know, that's the other thing. At these places, like I said to the bartender. Like, I don't want a watermelon sugar in a commemorative cup. Right, for, for $29.99. No, I don't. I mean, this is not Six Flags. water flag. refill. Yes, this is not Six Flags. I, I want a regular, just, can I just get a vodka soda with three limes? Were they selling like a commemorative cup? And oh, a, yeah. A, a, do they have a drink called a watermelon sugar? Uh-huh. Really? Yeah. It's, I mean, it's smart. Come yeah. on, it's marketing. But. Yeah, and that's the only way you got a straw. But it was just a great time, and Charlotte had so much fun. We had so... A free, a free download. Yeah, we had so, so, so much fun. He's just, he's a good time. He's a good time, Charlie. And it, yes, everybody watches. There's two things that everybody watch for right now at the Harry Styles Show, and that is what is he going to wear? People are very disappointed in his outfit, Austin Day 2. Day 1, he, it was incredible. He had fringe and all the stuff going. Day 2, I told Charlotte, I think this was a wash day. You know, like where they wash the clothes right, or, or send, something? Send, send stuff to the dry cleaner. Yeah, because he had on, I, we'll, we'll put a picture in the letter, but he had on what could best be described, like, 
I don't know if anybody remembers this little guy. There was a guy speed racer, a cartoon. Yeah, yeah. That's what the pants look like. I went in telling Charlotte. Charlotte's like, I think he's so good looking. I think he's so good looking. You know, all these girls think he's so good looking. I'm like, you know, I don't. I just kind of want to be friends with him. Like, I think him and I would have been friends in high school, and he could have helped me a little bit tame, uh, tame, tame my perm. Then when he hit the stage, I was kind of like, and this is what this is what these types of people do to you, like a Mick Jagger, where it's kind of fluid. You're like, okay, he's kind of hot. Do I think he's hot? Like, I spent so much time thinking, do I, do I think he's hot? Do I, I don't, just, I don't. just dance and sing along. And I did. I did. I did that, too. And then the second thing people watch for is, is Olivia Munn, because, you know, he's supposedly dating right, Olivia right, Munn, right. and she shows up at all the concerts, and so is she, is she there? And this is a whole spatting thing, right? Well, supposedly. Based, he, based around oh, that, because of Chris Pratt. Chris Pine. Pine. The whole residency on the road thing is, I think, for, for that level of artist, going to be the future of tour. Yeah. For a lot of reasons. And there's not many artists that could pull off. I bet we could count them on one hand. One and a half hands, maybe the number of artists in America that could pull off six shows in Austin, Texas, or or Mad- you know, New York, maybe. Yeah, uh, Madison Square Garden. He did how many up there before we went to Austin? I think he did nine up there. But you know, it, that became too like there was not a not that it matters, but there was not a a star in in Hollywood or New York that was not at that Harry Styles show. It was the place right. to be. And you're so right. I I was wanted to talk to you about this. I thought it was fascinating because what people normally do, the new norm is obviously to go to Vegas or something. And you just hit it. This is a new trend where artists go to different cities. Yes. Let me promise you this. The research has been done. Where's your fan base? Where's a centrally located city? Where, where are the six most centrally located cities? Two major metropolitan areas and, and compared to your fan base. I mean, they have just maps and layers of map. You know, Luke Holmes is kind of doing it with this tour. He's getting ready to launch. He may have just launched it. He's doing two nights in each city. He's doing that because he wants to be able to go home and be with Nicole and the baby. If you look at Luke Holmes' itinerary for this tour, they're mid-sized cities. Here's mm-hmm. why. An artist is not going to play Atlanta. They're going to play smaller cities because they know. You're going to go. You're going to drive. Yeah. You're going to drive, maybe even fly, but you're going to be there. You're not going to miss it. Whereas someone in a, a mid-populated uh, mid, mid, mid city, I, I, I don't know examples, but they're less likely to travel. It's kind of like if you're in a major city, you rarely ever get the big shows on a Friday or Saturday. Here's why. You get them on Thursday and Sunday. If, if you're in a major metropolitan city and you love X artist, you'll get in your car and you drive on a Thursday to Greenville, South Carolina, an hour and a half from, from Atlanta. You're so right all the time, Cadillac Jack, because so many people said, why, including Charlotte, why wouldn't he play in Dallas instead of Austin? Because the Dallas people drove. They did. And I'll tell you, he asked, he said, who are my, you know, who are my people here from Austin? You know, blah, 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 you know blah, blah. how many people are here from not Austin? Just as many. I met two people at the show who had come in from Alabama, you know, and that's, that's one of the cool things. Anytime you're going to a city, I know we do this. It's almost like to check out like who's playing, you know, is there somebody yeah, that yeah. I want to see? Parking guy was telling me, he said, this has just been unbelievable for Austin. They count money for weeks, months. The hotels, yeah. the parking, you Restaurants. Know. Now I will say there were a couple of college students who were grumbling as people were coming onto campus, because if you're not a Harry Styles fan and not everyone is, it's kind of like having a, a football game right, but, but, for six days a week. But, but you're in but, but college. But there'll soon be an artist coming to your campus that you like. And you're in college. Yeah. Get out there and smoke some weed. Get out of the way. Yeah. Just move, move to the side and let the people in that are spending money and, and, and pumping money into the economy. Why would an artist do this? Several several reasons. Number one, they don't have to move. They don't have they can they can they can just unpack. Yeah, because he's unpack. he was that was a big thing that he's in each city, obviously not New York, but in Austin, tons of people. That was there were hairy sightings, you know, shots all over yeah, that yeah. all day. Well, and, they eat. and guess where they, they want to be entertained. Guess where she'd go to find them. TikTok. 
he had VRBO'd a house or the, the, somebody had rented him a house in Austin and him and Olivia Munn were out with a dog walking. And yeah, I mean, you kind of get to settle into a, a thing. And he had said on stage, I ate some amazing barbecue today. Yeah. God, I love they Austin. They a local for a week, yes. you know, and they love doing it. They love doing it because they're not, when you're on tour, when, a mass, when, you're, when you're on a massive tour, like an Eric Church Stadium tour, I talked to Joanna Cotton just uh, last week again. And we were talking about the fact that uh, you go from, imagine just the climate changes yeah. in, in one weekend. Sub-zero temperatures to Tampa where it's sunny and, and, and 90. The, the havoc that just causes on your havoc voice. on your voice. When you're able to set up camp in one city, everybody is happier because everybody gets to settle in. They get to, 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 to become a local. They get to, to enjoy the local food, the culture, the future of touring, residencies on the road. I think Luke Combs with this tour is kind of, I think there are a lot of managers and artists and bookers in Nashville that are watching Luke on this tour. I'll throw my song out there real quick. We're running yes. tight here. Um, uh, Tim McGraw, song released in April 2007, um, Set the Circus Down is the album. That album produced four number one or four singles. All of them went to number one. That is my favorite Tim McGraw. We, you and I listen to that album so much. I think the album cuts, though, are the, are the, the, the best songs yeah. on the album. Uh, the number one hits included Girl Men Don't Cry, Angry All the Time, The Cowboy and Me, Unbroken. This is an album cut, though, that I'm adding to the Caddy and Donna Hype Song playlist for this episode. Angel Boy. Oh, I love this one. The production on the song just made Angel Boy from Tim McGraw. I found a website. We're big concert fans and concert goers. We being Cadillac and Donatello. Set the circus down from the album. What you can do is you can go into this website. You can plug in an artist in a specific song. It will pull up every single time the artist has ever performed the song live. Really? In concert. Tim McGraw performed Angel a total of 35 times. First played July 24, 2001, the Tweeter Center in Chicago. Last time it was played, listen to this, July 19, 2013. At the North Dakota State Fair. Tim McGraw's not played this song in a decade. Tim McGraw has 173 songs that he has played in concerts uh, since he's been on the road, been on tour. That's fascinating. So he has a catalog of 173 he'll pull from when he goes on tour. I have a concert question for you. Are you someone who pulls, um, yes. do, you pull, do you pull set lists? Like, yes. do you, so do you want to know what they're going to play? I do. I was at a Brett Michaels concert um, last week. Do you believe them? If the artist is currently on tour, you can certainly look at the three nights prior. And if they're somewhat similar... You're okay. They're, they're going to be the exact order. With with Brett Michaels, it was exactly, for the past 18 shows, it's been the exact same show. It's been all Poison, by the way. Every single song he did was Poison. Music is our primary classification from Apple Podcasts. There are 43,000 podcasts that are categorized as music. Thanks to you, we land in the top 100 every week. Music. Donna and I are part of uh, music our entire careers. Met at a uh, radio station here in Atlanta, where we both worked, country radio station. We favor country music, but we love all types of music. Winona, Judd speaks for the first time, her first interview since her mother passed April 30th. I got the call, and I went over, and I saw her, and I said goodbye to her in the hospital, and I closed her eyes, and I kissed her forehead, and that was that. And next thing I know, I'm sitting here on the side porch, and I'm just trying to figure out what's next. From CBS Sunday morning this past weekend, if you missed it, we'll have a conversation about it coming up. During Cadillac Jack, my second act, the Saturday show. Hits on the Cadillac Jack YouTube channel exclusively there. 
Only place you're going to find it. New episodes, new content every Saturday. You'll find it 6 p.m. Eastern. I think there's some challenges ahead. Uh, you know, you're talking about a lot of emotional music and basically every night you're getting up on stage it. reliving it. Yeah. Well, I don't know what speaks to that. The tour actually kicks off. If you're listening on Upload Day, the tour kicks off tomorrow night. Uh, they had some some footage from rehearsal, and why don't it get very, very emotional uh, during certain songs? Because she's doing all music from the Judds. Uh, I don't know that she's doing any solo music at all. Uh, tomorrow night, the tour kicks off in Grand Rapids, Michigan. Saturday, October 1st, Toledo, Ohio. Why don't it's just doing two days a week? Friday, Saturday, that's it. Uh, Atlanta Pod Peeps, there's a show coming to Duluth Gas South Arena. Uh, second weekend of the tour, third weekend. Third weekend of the tour, October 14th, that's a Friday night. Uh, the concert tickets for these tours are costing people a lot of money. It can be very pricey to uh, see, a, see a tour, see a concert in your own city, much less when you, you, you travel, like you did to Austin for Harry Styles. Yeah, tickets are very expensive. And I told you, forget on the secondary market, just when, when the artists put them on sale, just themselves. The face value. Yeah, and I know that happens to a lot of people. When they put them on sale, they're like, uh, $200? Uh, I yeah. can't afford that. And then you really want to go later. And then when you get to the secondary market, it's $400. At least. Imagine you being able to experience two days of live music on six stages, 30-plus performances, right? Price for the ticket. What do you think? A couple hundred bucks? for You know, it's a festival. At least a couple hundred bucks, right? Friday and Saturday, October 7th and 8th, it's absolutely free. Is that unbelievable? We'll let that settle in for a second. Two days, six stages, 30-plus performances, absolutely free. There's no asterisk. There's no, no asterisk. There's no small print. There's no, uh, you got to go check out a timeshare uh, next to the mayor's house in Alpharetta <laughs> uh, to get your uh, your promo code. None of that. And it's Absolutely all around free. the city. Like, that's what's so amazing. I'm looking at the lineup, and I mean, it's unbelievable. When like, and where? Uh, let me get this out real quick. October, yeah. October 7th and 8th. Uh, this is an annual music festival Alpharetta throws for, for everybody. It's not just for residents of Alpharetta. Come from wherever you are. Spend the entire weekend with us. The Wire and Wood, Wire and Wood, Songwriters Festival, uh, selected as one of the top 20 events by the Southeastern Tourism Society, as it should be. Yeah, I mean, they've got a headliners like Friday at Sam Henshaw. I mean, just a, an amazing artist. He's he's toured with Chance the Rapper, um, Pharrell. He's incredible. And then Saturday, Eric Hutchinson. He has shared the stage with people like Jason Mraz, uh, Michael Franti. I mean, just incredible. And then in between those headliners, it's the, the there's so many bands. And, I mean, every type of music, every type of music from R&B, from funk to country to Americana to um, everything. So, like, Kurt Wheeler Band, um, Bradley Cole Smith, the High Beams. I've seen them. They're amazing. Um, David Ryan Harris used to be with, um, oh, I'll think of it. But, anyways, it, big band here in Atlanta. I want to say Living Color. Anyway, he's a great, great artist. And so he's going to be on the garden stage. Um, and then just all around the city, as if that's not enough, then like at, at Barley Garden, you know, they've got on Friday, October 7th, Adam Patterson, you know, at all of these different restaurants yeah, all so around the outside city. Outside of the six stages that are part of the, 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 yeah. the, the, the Wire and Wood Music Festival. I mean, the, two the, days. The restaurants get involved too. Yeah, so if you want to just kind of go and, and eat and have a beer and make it kind of like a little you know, tour. You can go to all these different places, Chiringa, Mini Olivia, Virginia Ramen Bar, South Main Kitchen, and Truck and Tap. And let me tell you, these are amazing restaurants that we have. So pair that with the music. It's going to be an unbelievable weekend, an unbelievable weekend. Free admission. No small print. There's not a catch. Free admission. 
Friday, Saturday, if you're listening on Upload Day, uh, this is, not this weekend, the next, okay? The first falls this weekend. This is October 7th and 8th. So you got time to plan. you got plenty of time to plan. Two days, six stages, 30-plus performances. Uh, artists that are on the local level, the regional level, the national level. Uh, some of the performances, uh, and, 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 uh, and we love these shows, Donna, songwriting style, where you get to hear uh, the, the stories behind the songs that they wrote. You get to learn about the music. Uh, firsthand from the songwriter. In addition to the music, you can uh, enjoy food from local restaurants and food trucks, accommodations. We got you there. Listen, Awesome Alpharetta. Uh, uh, very easy to go to awesomealpharetta.com. You're going to find a book a room tab on the website. Click on that. Opens a page. It lists all 30 partner hotels in Alpharetta. Uh, pictures of the rooms and the properties and rates, availability. Awesomealpharetta.com. Play a while. Stay a while. Find your awesome. Cannot wait to see you for this free music festival. Free music festival, two days, six stages, 30 plus performances, wire and wood. Awesome. Alpharetta.com. If you um, need to sign up on my sign up sheet, um, just message me either through Facebook or um, Instagram. I've got I'm got the list going. I've got you all in order. I'm reaching out to you. Oh, what? Um, well, people are reaching out to, we're just basically doing a sign up sheet for some slots for people to come in when CrossFit Chris comes to the store. Of course, yes. So I can't have that many people. I mean, you know, we got to make it so that he, he doesn't. aware of this? No, that's why we're kind of doing it. look like a shopper. Exactly. That's why we're doing it the way we're doing it. So um, I've got Melissa Cape on there so far. I've got Betsy Richards. Yeah. I've got, I got, it's, yeah, Laura Cowart. A couple of people are, yeah, everybody's coming in. I had some questions about that. Um, Angelina Patrick, Scottsdale, Arizona. Love the podcast. Have been listening for about six weeks. Trying to catch up on older episodes when I can. Uh, two questions, Donna, for you. Uh, what is door 14 at the oil change place where they get the filter? What, what she wanted, because that, that was not explained. And what happened to the FedEx driver, CrossFit Chris? You oh, mentioned, yes, that's you right. You mentioned that, uh, hang on, she was bummed about what was happening, but never told us what was happening. If he is no longer your driver, I'm so sorry for your loss. So door 14 is if you ever go, especially if you're a female, unfortunately this happens to females more than males, if you go to an oil change place, one of the quickie places, you know, I don't think they do it as much because I think they know that we're on to them, but you know that they're going to go in their little office. They have like this whole closet of basically used air filters that they have collected. And they're going to grab one and bring it out. And tell you yours. And we're going to be like, listen, I just want you to know. Time for change. And this is what your air filter looks like. Yeah. And we can do it right now today. And you're like, put your air filter back in the closet. Because even if you need one or you think you need one, you're not falling for this crap. You know what I mean? Like you're you're over him. What's an upsell? Yeah, you're one step over him. So you may go get an air filter, but it ain't gonna be there. Okay, because right. that's door fourteen. CrossFit Chris, what what was the challenge? What was the problem? Is he still your driver? Yeah, so what happened was he all of his, you know, just like everybody else, FedEx has had so many challenges keeping drivers. And listen, that is a physical job. And when it gets to the holidays, people are like, oh. And I've talked to him about how they have to hire people. You know, they have to drug screen. I mean, it's a process and as they should, but I mean, it's not like they can't hire someone today and they start tomorrow. So for a while he had to, he's always having, cause he's kind of a supervisor. He's having to take over um, different routes where people are, have quit and they're not working. So he's my main driver, but he has to go away sometimes. So for a while, he was gone for like a solid two months. And I was oh like... Oh my goodness, what did we do? Well, that's what I was talking about is I don't know his wife's name because I was going to reach out to her. And then say, say that would, I wouldn't Is he okay? That. Like, is he okay? We're all concerned. Yeah, she would probably say, you're, you're, you're on his route. Who, who are you? You're well, I think she'd route. be like, how nice of you. You know, he's fine. Uh, you know. Anyway, so um, she's going to be like, I'm going to come kick your butt. 
so he was gone for a while and I was like, oh my God, did he quit? What happened to him? Did he, is he at the CrossFit Games, the National CrossFit Games? Like what's happened to him? Is he on, what's that thing where you, that show where you swing on the stuff? American Gladiator. Yeah. Did he go to American Gladiator? Can I come and like support him in another city? Just like the sun rises in he the, rang your bell in the east or wherever it rises from, he rang the bell. West. And I opened the door and I was like, oh my God, where have you been? He's like, and he's kind of leaning on his boxes and he goes, have you missed me? And I said, oh yeah. If he, if he cared though, he would have come by or at least called the store. He can't come by. He has a route. He may have been I'm in saying. West Cobb. It'd been two months. Come on. And if, if, if it really was on his mind, if he was concerned about how your feelings and, and how you would feel about his sudden disappearance. He could have, he could have. Oh, you're like that song that girl's put out. Like, if he really cared, he would. I don't know what you're talking about, but yes, he, he could have, he could have sent a message. You could call the store. Hey, Don, it's, it's your FedEx driver. It's, it's not like hard. that. The whole thing's just weird. It's not like that. Weird. Does he have just one FedEx muscle shirt? Or does he have, like, have all of them in modified? I don't know. Well, you would. Yeah, I don't know. A young man asked a 100-year-old veteran to go to Disneyland with him. What you're going to hear right now is a lesson in kindness. Hi, how you doing? How you doing? Oh, not too bad. How are yeah. you doing? I'm sorry to bother you. Um, oh. I've had a really, really, rough, really rough day. I just wanted to see if you'd be willing to go to Disneyland with me today. Hey, that's great. <laughs> you really want to take me? My gosh, I can't believe this. How does it feel to be at Disneyland today? Oh my God, this is one of the best days of my life. I feel like I'm, I might be dreaming or something. <laughs> I thought my life was over. I'll, I'll remember this day for a long time. You know how much I appreciate this. You really, you don't know. The video was posted on TikTok Monday. Uh, since Monday, in a 36-hour period, over 200,000 shares, millions and millions of likes. We are often so busy that we don't recognize that not everyone lives like we do. Older people, and I see this every week, working with Brightmore Healthcare and Second Wind Dreams, older people often get lonely. And older people are, they're, they're, they're easily, they, they can be easily overlooked by society. Imagine if each of us reached out to an elderly neighbor, invited them to do something fun with us. You don't have to go to a theme park with them. It doesn't have to be a full day with them. Could be a museum, could be a walk in the park, a cup of coffee. Just the simple act of reaching out to let them know they are remembered and valued can make a huge difference. I see it every week. Very well documented the, the entire day in this TikTok video. We'll include it in the letter this weekend. The young man is named Isaiah Garza. Uh, he was homeless growing up. He's an L.A. based designer. He's an entrepreneur. He's a philanthropist. And he has always felt compelled to make life better for others and to uh, you know, inspire future generations to do the same. His life changed, Donna, when Rihanna wore one of his jewelry pieces to a, uh, an, event, an event or something uh, in a French magazine, ran a picture of Rihanna wearing a piece of his jewelry. But that night, his life was changed. And so his design business and the success of it has allowed him uh, to spend a pretty nice chunk of change making people's days a little brighter. I want to point out, too, that in the very beginning, Isaiah says, I'm sorry to bother you. Um, oh. I've had a really, really rough day. I just wanted to see if you'd be willing to go to Disneyland with me today. Hey, that's great. <laughs> the ask there is so important. He's asking the gentleman to do him a favor 
by taking, spending the day with him yeah. at Disneyland. Take some time. You know, in this world that we live in today, we give up so quickly. Our world is so disposable. We need to be taking more people on our journey with us. Three million likes, 160,000 shares. Just wants a lot of these people just want a little time every now and then. Just have somebody to come by and say hello and um, spend time with them. God bless you, Isaiah. Thank you for all that you do. Hashtag Disneyland. Hashtag kindness. Audio for this episode from CBS Sunday Morning. Harry Styles and Columbia Records, Tim McGraw, Curb Records, The Weather Channel, Isaiah Garza on TikTok. Our thanks to executive producers Carl Appen and Hans Appen. Subscribe to The Letter. Our e-newsletter component to the podcast and radio show is a fun four-minute read delivered to your inbox for free every Saturday morning at 910. Text LEFT ON RED. RED is the color. R-E-D, no spaces, LEFT ON RED, to the number 22828. 22828, production assistant from Steve Mitchell and Ingo Studios in Atlanta. New episodes on Tuesday and Thursday. Wherever you get your podcasts, whatever platform you scoop them on, you'll find us there. Tuesdays and Thursdays and a third episode exclusively on the Cadillac Check YouTube channel. Uh, Download, listen, and laugh. Saturday evening, 6 o'clock Eastern. Subscribe and like. My Second Act, part of the App and Podcast Network. (laughs) 